0: All right, now we should be
1: able to be heard. I don't know why that that setting was was turned off incorrectly. Um, okay, so what is up, midnight tokers, afternoon inhalers, and AM hookah smokers? This is the AM Hookah Podcast with me, your uh, technical uh, imperative host. Joined with me, as always, Adrian, my good friend. Adrian, how are you doing today, man?
2: It's not authentic this time, but I'll just repeat the same fucking thing. I had sushi <laughs> the day off, and we're doing the podcast. So that's three things. And then also Rob's here. Hi, Rob. <laughs> yes. What's up, guys?
1: We are joined by an absolute, perfect, wonderful guest that's able to bring some awesome perspective on the uh, expo. Rob, dude, where's my hookah? How are you doing, man? It's so nice to have you on the show.
3: Oh, it's great to be back, guys. Thanks for having me. As always, uh, it's been it's been a nice cool down since the expo. We missed you, Adrian. But yes. me and Matt had a blast. I'm sorry to rub that in your face. It's- for- probably the 20th time. (laughs) I've got a little silver
2: lining. There's a lot of us going to the Chicago Hookah Meetup in October. So yeah, a little, little silver lining.
1: I would love to be able to go to the Hookah Meetup in Chicago. Sadly, it's the week before my wife and daughter go to New York. So I don't think I'm going to be able to swing that. But talking about my wife, she's actually here in the chat at the moment. Also, we have Chris, who's a new listener, who's been following me on all sorts of stuff. Nice to see you, Chris. Really cool to have you. Become a listener of the AMUCA podcast. Also, Hookahfiend is here. Sid, it's been a very long time. Nice to hear from you. Akeem, the original super fan. Captain Wetbeard here as always. Just so many awesome people in the chat as usual. Um, And we we actually have a little bit of really cool news for anybody that is watching on YouTube right now. We're streaming not only on YouTube, but we're actually also streaming on Twitch now.
2: You know what's great about that? Yeah. You made sure that the first successful Twitch stream had an audio yes. error <laughs> which is exactly what it needed
1: to be obviously uh yeah so if you want to find us on twitch just am hookah podcast you can find us there obviously but uh we're not going to really be doing too much stuff with like pure twitch or anything like that we're always going to have youtube as our main home and everything but uh yeah uh jrock is here as well got to meet and hang out with jrock that was an absolute blast Um, yeah, so I don't even know where to start because there's so many things going. on. Obviously, we're going to talk about the expo. We're going to do a real big deep dive into it. Um, we're going to have a question at the beginning of today's show that we're going to answer at the end of today's show as well. The, uh, the question is going to be, will you go to the next expo? That's the question. Everybody think about it. Uh, let that circulate in your brain just a little bit. And then towards the end of the episode, uh, we're going to talk about it a little bit more, um, So before we get too far into it, I want to talk to Rob real quick, if you don't mind. Rob, uh, so what was your role for this whole Hookah Expo? How did you get involved with it? Because you are not just a consumer that came and hung out with everybody. You were actually working the Expo. Is that correct?
3: Yeah. When we actually met each other for the first time in person, I was literally working at (laughs) one of the booths. So I interrupted him. Yeah, I got I got hooked up with uh, with Jake. I initially interviewed for a different position at our uh, tobacco distribution network, and he ended up seeing the marketing on my resume, and I, I shifted over and immediately got thrown into the Hookah Expo worldwide chaos. And uh, ever since then, it was just a majority social media posting, newsletters, and uh once the event got closer, the oh-so-fun part of bringing everybody in and packing everybody into the space.
1: That So you dealt with, like, all the vendors and stuff, too, then? You actually, like, talked to them directly and were a part of, like, getting them in their spots they needed to be?
3: Yeah, at, at some points, that was definitely a, a big thing. Uh, for the actual Hook Expo Worldwide Tour, that was literally me and my coworker completely just bringing that all together, so... That was a big stressful one. I don't know if you guys remember that. That was quite a few months back now.
1: That's awesome. Uh, it was it was cool to be able to run into you, and I'm sorry for interrupting you and your your working procedure and stuff like that. But I had to I had to break up the monotony and say what's up, how's it going? So it's so cool. Um, Adrian, what was it like watching from afar the expo happening and not actually being there at the expo? Not not trying to. No, I'm not trying to, to salt the earth or anything. I'm asking purely out of curiosity.
2: Honestly, um, even though I wasn't able to go, now I can speak for the few of us that were sitting from home watching all this content. For any, for you guys who may have not noticed because you were at the Puga Expo, social media was unusually dead because all the people in those enthusiast groups mm-hmm. were at the Expo doing Expo stuff. So the meat of the content that was being put up was pictures. So it was a mixture of blind jealousy and fascination with <laughs> how well it actually turned out. So even though I wasn't there and I am salty, it was for good reasons. We already <laughs> talked about that. But um, I was pleased to see how well it turned out. It was nice to see it from a bird's eye because now I can provide you that perspective, mm-hmm. another tiny silver relying, I guess.
1: Yeah, we have three very interesting perspectives. We have someone that worked it, somebody that watched it from afar, and then me that was actually there. I mean, the biggest takeaway for me is just how how fast everything was going. There was so much to see, so much to do, so many people to talk to, obviously. It never felt like there were... And I, I was there, I wasn't working, obviously, the expo or anything like that, but I was definitely there trying to like be Matt from the AM Hookah podcast a little bit. So I was like trying to talk to everybody and being like, Hey, you know, I've been talking to you for so long. Nice to finally sit down and meet you and blah, blah, blah. So like it was, it happened so quickly. Like, I I hate to say this because I don't know if it could ever be extended to a longer period, but two days, not enough time, not enough time. We needed to be three to four days minimum in my opinion. Rob, can you start whispering in people's ears and make this happen a little you guys bit? Are maybe
0: killing me <laughs> three
3: to four days. Oh, oh, you guys are killing me. But uh, we we have some new ideas that we're already we're, we're toying around with, and that could definitely be a possibility. So I'll say
1: I'll say that. So I don't know uh, if if Adrian, if you're aware, if anybody in the chat is aware of this, but they've already put up the banner that says uh, Hookah Expo 2019 coming soon. Yeah, they've already put up the, the banner. Now, I have that's my.
2: That's good news,
1: though. I already have, like, my my thought process on what's going on with this. Is there any, like, juicy Derek's details? Derek Moses, just saying that oh,
2: really quick. What's
1: that's up, so Derek I'm Moses? Here. Nice to have you a part of the show. Um, See
2: you at the Chicago Meet Up, by the way, buddy.
1: Oh, that's awesome. Um, I will be right back. I need to grab those clothes. Oh, go right quick. ahead.
2: Right so back. We'll vamp for you, buddy. Yeah,
1: yeah. Okay, so. Perfect. While we wait for Rob to make his entrance back, we'll go ahead and talk about what me and you are smoking. So Adrian, why don't you go ahead and take it off? Because you said you had a pretty interesting mix, actually. So what are you yeah. smoking?
2: OK, so quick segue, uh, filler content. I just put this review out. It was on a thing. I'm sure Matt will ask us about new reviews, so I'll talk about them. But I was stressed about it. Haven't done any content in three weeks. Had this idea for some new content to go with the Elf series and the soon to be coming Starbuzz series that are going to be bi weekly Very cool. Um, I- I've got this mix where I've actually – people have done this. This isn't anything new. But I've densed down some tangier's Maranchino cherry. And this is because I've gotten down to just the cherry cherries. All I have tangiers left because mm-hmm. it's a mix where I don't like smoke it alone. So I've densed that down at the bottom of the bowl. And up top I have half Kama guava and half alfacama passion fruit iced tea using the provost and two titanium flats. And, man, do you like transformative sessions? <laughs> That's what this is. The first round of coals was like, oh, this is – just guava passion fruit iced tea. And now it's like, oh, there's a cherry on top. And pretty soon it's going to only be cherry.
1: Oh, man, that sounds. I love the alpha kama guava. I think it's absolutely phenomenal. It tastes like you're biting into a guava, which is one of my favorite fruits to have. The passion fruit, the passion fruit iced tea, which Rob also has, the passion fruit iced tea. He can attest that it's an amazing passion fruit flavor. And then the marachino yes. cherry, uh, I agree. I like to smoke marachino cherry way more as a mixer from Tangiers than I do by itself. I don't think I could survive a bowl of just marachino cherry. It'd be too much, in my opinion.
2: It's hard. I agree. Yeah. yeah, it's hard. It's a great mixer, but man, it's it's got the same thing that lemon flavors have, where it's kind of sharp yeah. um, when you smoke it at one. Plus, it's super like saturated flavors.
1: So. And what about you, Rob? What are you smoking? We actually watched you load your bowl. Cool story, real quick. I gotta smoke bowls that were actually loaded by Rob. I've never had a better bowl, ever in my entire life. It was it was like I was being, too much. It was You're like <laughs> I was being catered to. Rob was loading bowls. Hookah Chef was loading bowls. Uh, it was absolutely phenomenal. But what are you
3: smoking right now, Rob? So I did the uh, – the, uh, like when you mix everything together beforehand. I forget the actual term right now. I'm still kind of tired, guys. But
0: uh,
3: it is Bermuda Mint from Azure, Bermuda Mint, uh, the blonde, and the dark. Yeah, yeah, it's both of those. And then it is a uh, mixture of strawberry guava and crow from uh, Starbucks Serpent. Oh, you've been, okay, liking, cool.
1: you've been liking that Starbucks Serpent a little bit more, haven't you?
3: Yeah. Yeah, I put it through its paces, and
1: it's been treating me well. Hearing that from you definitely makes me want to go back and revisit it a little bit. I don't think I'll try Lioness again. I did not care for that flavor at all, but I might try some of the other ones. Stink Mint was a pretty good mint. I, I thought that from yeah. the very first time. But Crow, that you've talked about, was it you that was talking
3: about Rogue as well? Rogue was... Pretty terrible when okay. I initially had it. I don't know about now, but, yeah, that first batch was not good.
1: Okay, okay. And then what hookah are you using? Uh, I can just take off my webcam and uh, show you guys, right?
0: Ooh. Oh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh, carbine, boy.
1: Carbine. I've, I've, I I've tried a carbine at the expo. I got some thoughts about that bad boy, so we'll have to get into that a little bit. But uh, going into my smoking right now, I'm actually doing a mix of trifecta dark lychee, Lychee, oh my goodness! I don't know why it took me so long to finally try this flavor. It's so damn good. And then also, uh, what? New to you? Yes, is I bo- new? Oh, brand yeah. new, brand new. Right?
0: Okay. So <laughs>
1: good. It is very, very good. The only thing that I'm waiting for is Alpha Kama to come out with a lychee flavor because I think they would hit it on the head pretty well. And then I'm also smoking an unreleased trifecta flavor, the blonde line. It is peppermint cream. And these two flavors. Are just melding to be this amazing session right now. It is so damn good. Me and Rob were talking about it a little bit before. You've tried peppermint cream as well. What are your initial thoughts on it?
3: Oh my gosh, it is hands down my favorite trifecta flavor at the time being, which is a, a big, big amount of shoes to fill right there. It, but seriously, Moose just knocked it out of park.
1: Yeah, uh, I finally met him, Mister Hookah Pro himself. That was really cool. So funny story. Um, we were at Oasis Hookah Lounge down there in Vegas, and we were all hanging out there for different giveaways that were going on, different stuff. And I step outside because I need to get a little bit of fresh air. I'm really, really, it's hot all over in Vegas. I don't know how you do it, Rob. I don't know how you survive in that heat. It's ridiculous. Uh, but I step outside for just a little while, and there is Hookah Chef Christian sitting out there drinking with a couple of people. And I don't know who these people are. They're real quiet, and we're just all hanging out. He offers me a beer. So I'm drinking with them, hanging out, talking. And then one of the guys starts walking away, and they start talking to him about trifecta. And I'm like, "Wait a minute, are you, are you
2: hookah bro?" He's like, "Yeah, I am." I'm like, "Oh, very cool." I don't know. I don't know if we did this the last podcast. I remember having this conversation yeah. with you, Matt. But I had the same thing at the last Chicago hookah Meetup. I actually had a conversation with him Mo- for like 25, 30 minutes. Bro, I was like, "Hey, what?" <laughs> Oh, you're you're hookah pro. You're hookah. Oh, I feel like an idiot right now. He doesn't Five, have his face
1: all over the place, so it's kind of – it's it, it yeah. takes you by surprise a little bit. Uh, very cool guy. What are you guys in the chat smoking? Uh, you heard what we are all smoking. What are you guys smoking? J-Rock comes in hot right away. He says, I'm smoking a KM 80 feet 80 bowl, smoking my tobacco called ROR, which was one of the brands that was there at the expo. Uh, and the flavor is called Hedisamun Peppermint Raspberry. Hookah John's Narbeast Hose. Those things are crazy. The Narbeast and the Gnarl Hose are massive hoses. They're crazy-looking. Uh, I got kill the someone same. with the Gnarl Hose. You really legitimately probably- it could be a weapon. You could definitely use yep. it as a weapon. Um, yes, but let us know if there's anything else you guys are smoking. Hookah says that she's, he is smoking uh, grapefruit and blueberry. Nafel's here smoking a 50-50 mix of AF Mint and Mazaya Blueberry. Let us know what you guys are doing. Captain Webbeard says, I'm glad you got that lychee. I am as well. Art says, wouldn't use more than 20%. I'm not 100% sure what he's talking about. Maybe the peppermint cream. Uh, and he also said earlier, dude, where's my charcoal? I don't know if that's an inside joke or not, but <laughs> Art wants to know where his charcoal is at. <laughs> Captain Webbeard is smoking special edition other breakfast cereal from Tangiers out of his KM. Very nice. I'm actually using my carbon
3: one stem at the moment. Um I like that. They had that at the Hookah uh, Fina booth. I was a big fan. That was a great hookah.
1: It's a very nice hookah. It's such. A, I, I like the sleek, modern design of it. I know that that can be like a take it or leave it for some people, but I like the way that it fits into my kind of like my stuff that I have. I have like traditional stuff. I have these modern stuff. So it's kind of a nice mixture of things for sure. And it adds to that as well. Um, all right. So let's start going into a couple of things. New videos. Uh, you have both released a new video. I did too. Mine was a vlog that I did over my chronicling of going to the expo. Lots of pictures, lots of videos and stuff like that. Um, I don't know if I'll ever try to do a vlog again because that was a lot of work. And mm-hmm. I, I definitely don't do nearly as good as Chris, uh, Dr. Noobsauce, friend of the show. His stuff is fantastic. I just threw everything together and tried to I make heard, it work.
2: <laughs> I heard that Chris basically filmed the entire fucking thing.
1: It was, yeah, he did yeah, an amazing it was, job. Uh, that's what
2: saying. He did the same thing at the uh, meetup. He's really good about like catching everything.
1: Yeah, got to meet uh, Chris's girlfriend too. Uh, very nice. Uh, she was so cool. She helped out a ton with a bunch of stuff. She was really fun to hang out with. Um, but yeah, that's the secret. We all need camera women.
3: We can right. all film. We just need a camera woman to actually film for us. Yeah, Bridget. You Bridget, you're coming with me next time. <laughs>
1: Trying to get a hold of her, let her know that she's definitely gonna follow me next time. Um bad news,
2: Rachel.
3: <laughs> <laughs> we're all
1: just gonna bring our significant others. Um, so let's go ahead and get into your guys' videos. Adrian released a very lengthy but uh lots of information, very well done review of prestige jumbo flat coals Uh I want to hear your thoughts on it. Let's get into it a little bit. What do you
2: think of these calls, man? Um, for anyone who doesn't want to sit through 20 minutes of uh Content. Uh, what I think I'm getting a call from Jim right now, and I can't.
0: Measure, <laughs>
2: obviously, sorry, Jim. Um, I like the coals. I think they're really cool, especially if you're someone who really likes to get a lot more burn time out of your coals. One of the most interesting things I found when I was actually reviewing the coal is I had to weigh the coals and check the light time and how long they burn for, and I found that the coals are almost the exact same size, um, measuring. All the dimensions but they weigh on average about 1.5 to 2 grams more and you get 10 to 15 more minutes of burn time out of the coals i really enjoyed that they have a lot more ash than i like but it's nothing like what i experienced from superior coconut coals um so that's a plus in my book and i say get them but um i make sure to say that i think that coals are one of those things where if you find a coal that works for you you don't necessarily need to go hunting unless you're left wanting uh, from the coals you're already using but i do think these coconut coals are great if you want my seriously, almost maybe a little bit too in-depth review, go check it out over on Dream Hook—it's my latest review. I actually had to report it three times because it's very stressful for me. I didn't know how to review a coal.
1: Yeah, I—I I don't even like to do coal reviews anymore. No joke. Like, I don't like to do coal reviews. I think they are one of the most subjective parts of the entire hook experience. I think when you find a coal that you like, then it's easy to just stick with those for a lot of good reasons, maybe some bad reasons as well, but. If you have a coal that's working for you, unless it's quick lights, you can keep using that coal. Like the thing that like we all decided over this uh, expo, me and uh, Eddie, Paul and Breck, uh, we all just talked about a little bit. And one of the things I said that kind of became like a, a quote, if you will, was they're all going to work. They're all going to get hot. They're all going to cook your tobacco. You're going to get smoke out of it. So it's hard. It's one of those things that I think it's very su- subjective. So I'm not a big fan of reviewing coals myself personally. Uh, Rob, have you had any experience with the
3: jumbo flats yet? I have a box. Um, I came home with so many different boxes of coals, so I have not opened those, but yeah. <laughs> I did try out the uh, new formula, the cubes, and I was really liking those. Yeah.
1: It's nice that they don't ash nearly as much as they used to. They definitely have a good yes. heat, uh, heat limit to it. Hey, what's up, Frank? Frank just showed up as well. What's up, Gus? Nice to see you as well. Wealth time for a coal review marathon. Yes, it is. <laughs> I think that's the case of it. Um, so, yeah. Uh, but you, besides uh, talking about these coals that Adrian did, you, did, you dropped a review as well. You dropped a review on a new Fumari flavor that I did try at the expo, but I want to hear your opinions on it. Uh, even though everyone should just go and check out your video for it, obviously you did a great job with it as usual. Uh, mochachina. What did you think about the mochachina from, uh, from Fumari?
3: I thought it was really unique. You know, we've really never had like a full-blown mocha flavor. I know Alchemist has peppermint mocha, but for like a full-blown mocha flavor that's still – Hats off to them for actually doing something like that. Um, it doesn't last the longest. I'd say it's about an hour and a half session. But, I mean, for most people, that's more than fine. You fine know? for so me.
0: <laughs> I've the <laughs> <done> some <laughs> good things.
2: And that's you'd say that's pretty consistent with Fumari's brand, right? To get about that much yeah. time out of those hold for Maybe they're like sweeten it. I've been able to drive that a little bit longer. That goes well.
3: Um, yeah, most I can get is about two hours.
2: Yeah.
1: Frank also said hello to you. Uh, I don't know if you can see the comments or not, Rob, but Frank <laughs> did say hello to you
3: cannot. Let me uh, pull up this other tab.
1: You're fine if you can. not we'll, we'll let you know if anyone directs questions towards you. And if you guys do have questions, feel okay. free to do that in the chat as well. All you got to do is drop a question mark before your question. That way it kind of stands out and I can see it a little bit better. Uh, but we'll do our best to answer all the questions that you guys have. So let us know what's going on. Yes, THL is in the house. I wish there would have been more THL presence at the actual expo itself. Puka University was very represented. Uh, I had my I had my awesome uh, lanyard that I was displaying to everybody. I thought that was a lot of fun. I also got my uh, my tip from Hookah University as well, though right now I don't have it fully assembled. I just have it so I can easily drop it off to the side and not worry about it, so that's kind of nice. Um, okay, so now that we got the video stuff out of the way, let's go ahead and get into some other fun stuff. I'm going to actually be displaying a slideshow in the actual YouTube video or in the video of it and stuff. So you guys will be able to see some of the awesome pictures that we took while or some of the pictures that I took and then some people also sent me some pictures as well to showcase as well. So you'll be able to see a ton of stuff inside of these pictures, all the different booths right now, for instance, you're seeing a group shot of us pretty soon. You're going to be seeing a shot of the uh, awesome uh, ugly booth that was there as well. So like there's just lots of things going on. But if you guys see a picture, you want to say something about it, feel free to do it at any time. but let's get into the show just a little bit. So I did want to talk about Chris, Dr. Noob Sauce. He did a bunch of videos. Make sure you go and check out his channel because he's been dropping them all the time. I was lucky enough. He asked me to sit in with him on a couple of the videos. I was able to speak with him and Omar, and that was a ton of fun. I was able to speak with him and the guy from Sherbetley. That was a great time as well. So make sure you go and check those out. Plus, he did a overview video as well, which I thought was fantastic and, and very well done as well. Um, so let's see. Walking around the hall, let's talk about this a little bit. So uh, – what was some of the things that you enjoyed about walking around the hall of the expo while you were there, um,
3: uh, Rob? Uh, well, I have a different perspective on everything, so it was uh, it was a little bit different because uh, Friday was our load-in day, so everybody was just balls to the wall. We need to get all this set up, including all of our event actual, you know, the, the organizers, the people that we hired to do it. So it was a uh, Friday was definitely really stressful and everything like that. But seeing everything come Saturday morning, I was there about 10 o'clock and getting to walk around beforehand, you know, checking on all the vendors and everything. And then finally having everybody load in and uh, seeing the look on everybody's faces was honestly the best part about walking around through the hall.
1: Yeah, just just being able to walk up to people and saying hello for the first time in such a long time. Uh, Travis meeting him in person, Jeremy meeting him in person. You yourself, obviously. Daniel Partridge was there as well. I mean, everybody that I was able to say hello to. Uh, Kyle meeting him for the first time and realizing just how big of a dude Kyle that guy is. is. He is a he big is a dude. Guy. He's a big guy, that man. Uh, meeting Frank uh, for the very first time, Hookah Frank. I have known Frank for over 10 years. And to actually be able to sit down, talk with him, smoke with him, I loaded him a disgusting bowl. So that's a great story as well. <laughs> that was terrible. I loaded, uh, what was it? It was... Lavender mint mixed with oh what was it? Something else and it came out to be an absolute terrible time. It was it was horrible. But now it's a story that we get to tell forever, so that's always fun anyways. Uh Huka Fiend wants to see a drunk podcast with Rob. Rob, are you gonna join us for one of our drunk podcasts one of these days?
3: Let me know. Oh yeah. <laughs>
2: You yeah, know, we promised we'd never do that again, but if Rob shows up,
3: I'd probably do it again. Yes, we would. I was watching time. it at work. I was having a blast while I was uh, covering the social media accounts <laughs> and uh, having it play in the background. It was it was hilarious.
1: <laughs> yeah, we, we – we, uh, it was – I don't even know what to say about it. I blacked out halfway through. I don't even know what we said. I don't even know what we did. What, what even happened at that point? I don't know.
2: Um, I didn't look back on it. I was afraid to.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so – Walking around the hall for me was was it was so nicely laid out, was one of the things that I really liked about it. It was a giant square, obviously, the four main booths that were in the middle and then everything on the outside, uh, parameter of it and everything. But it was so easy to walk up to a booth, find out what was going on, see what they had on display, smoke a bunch of hookahs, obviously, try out a bunch of flavors. That was probably the coolest thing, was just having everything at your disposal ready to go. There was always something to do and somewhere to sit and someone to talk to, and that was Really cool about the entire experience, just for walking around the hall and stuff. Uh, some of the booths that were there, Rob. What was some of the booths that you liked to hang out in? I'm assuming you probably didn't have a whole lot of time to hang out in a lot of them,
3: but was there anything that stood out to you personally? Um, obviously, Omar with uh, bringing the actual taco there. That was definitely a big highlight Saturday. I know he didn't bring it Sunday, but yeah, that was definitely a big crowd drawer for Saturday. Uh, other than that. Mainly stayed at the Trifecta booth because you could load your own bowl. You could, you know, all of our friends were always there. You know, it it wasn't a matter of uh, looking to like meet new people per se, but I knew that they would come over and you could uh, introduce yourselves there.
1: Yeah. Art just said that Fumari was impossible. Fumari was interesting because they had a giant bar lined up with all the hookahs, but they were really scrunched together. So it was like hard to like get, it was hard to get in there to like start smoking. You had to like turn your body sideways and be like, hi, (laughs) how's it going? Uh, Enjoying yourself? Okay, good. (laughs) But they did have like a seating setup that you could bring your own hookahs and load up bowls for yourself, which I didn't realize and I wish I would have because I would have probably took advantage of that to try something like the mochachina or something like that because that would have been nice just to sit down and actually smoke a full bowl of it in comparison to what I actually ended up doing, which is just trying it on that bar setup that they had. Yes. But that booth was, was different for sure just because it felt very scrunched. It felt very, very uh, tight, I guess would be the best word for it. Um, oh, the, the, uh, alpaca, uh, uh, booth was really cool. Omar is such a cool guy. He's so relaxed and chill and easy to talk to. And because he had all of his bowls on display and they were all for sale, I had to, I had to grab one. I had yeah. to get a Surrey, I had to get a Surrey bowl for the very first time. I got this amazing looking like earthy toned green and brown and like turquoise on the rim of it. It is such a beautiful bowl. It was absolutely fantastic. Um, but yeah, and then the, uh, Alpha comma uh, booth, I really liked because it was so large and it was very lounge set up. So you're able to sit down, relax, hang out with everybody, talk to a bunch of people there. Obviously, I mean, there's lots and lots of booths, so it's hard to, to, purely go off of like, uh, it's hard to just say each individual booth by themselves, right? Uh, like you said, the trifecta one was great because you could load your own bowl and everybody was smoking there all the time. There's always a good bowl being smoked at any given time. And then they were using hookahs. So that was awesome. I've never actually used a Sheikah before. And to finally smoke out of one, that was awesome. The Sheikahs are amazing. Those hookahs are are absolutely phenomenal. Um, Let's talk about the carbine a little bit, Rob. How about that?
3: Okay. So
1: Starbuzz's booth was awesome because there was nothing there except for tables and hookahs. They had a huge amount of space there, and they used all of it the best way they could. They just said, you know what? We're going to put a hookah at every single one of these tables, and there's going to be four chairs around it. Really easy to sit down and smoke. Uh, everything was there from serpent and with and then there there are some vintage flavors there too. I don't think there's any mainline uh Starbuzz flavors there. It was mainly serpent and vintage, I think. Yeah. Which was nice. Nice that's to try out some of those flavors. That's bushing. Um so the carbine. First thing that I want to say is that I do not like yeah, the hose is crazy. The hose is very nice. The hose is pretty cool. a uh, little bit big for my my taste. But um the actual hookah itself. Was very well built. I was surprised at how nice the material that's actually used in the hookah is because I didn't, I thought it was going to look way more cheap or chintzy when I first saw it, but it's actually really, really well built and and really good um, uh, material used in it. Um, What are some of your takeaways from the carbine, especially after owning it for such a long time?
3: I have nothing but good things to say about it. Like, I'm getting a little bit of an echo. Um, but yeah, nothing uh, not good things to say, the purge is really the only
0: drawback I, I'm really not a fan of.
1: Yeah. And I think, and Adrian, tell me what you think about this. I, I think the purge, as you become a, a more experienced smoker becomes less and less a necessity to worry about. I don't know if that makes sense or not. What, like, do you worry well, about the purge a whole lot when you go into either buying a hookah or caring about a hookah? Hold on. Okay.
2: I can hear myself. <laughs> Really badly? Like clearly.
1: Oh wow. Yes, yeah, so I'm experiencing the same thing.
2: Oh no, I don't know what is causing that. Dang. Welcome back to the AM Hookah Podcast, everybody. <laughs> Matthew, your co- my co-host here is doing. He does best.
1: <laughs> is everybody else experiencing this too? Let us know in the chat if you guys are hearing an echo because I'm not you hearing might be that.
2: I am no longer hearing echo. I don't know what happened there.
1: Huh? I don't know what I, I didn't touch anything. I really didn't. So going back okay. to the purge, what, what's your thoughts on on the purge overall, especially as you become a more experienced smoker?
2: Once you learn to pack a bowl and you know how to heat a bowl so it doesn't char um, or burn at all, really, you don't need to purge as much. I purge, I think it's a habit at this point. I just purge like yeah. between every three, four hits, even though you probably don't need to. But yeah, like I use my Aviator, which has one of the most god-awful purges I've ever used. Um, it's a common chamber, which obviously is a problem. Um if you're trying to purge completely, but I don't think it's as important as it is for someone first coming into hoop who might not get the bowl packed perfectly. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think I think that's really all there is to it. I think mm-hmm. if you're better at packing bowls and you're not gonna burn the crap out of your bowl, the purge is a little bit less important.
1: So the aesthetics of the carbine, seeing it in person, still looks the same to me. I'm not a fan of that look when it comes to the military gun look that they have going on. Still not a fan of that personally. That's just preference completely. The hookah itself did smoke very nicely, though. Like, I can't take anything away from it at all. Uh, the hookah is a very nice hookah. I just am not a fan of that look, that military look. Not for me personally. That's all I gotta say about it, really.
3: Yeah, I can wholeheartedly agree with that. Um, you know, it, it's built quality. You know, there's quality materials in it, so that's really all I can say. Like, I don't really don't care about the look. of My, I this at, at this point, you know, I've been smoking for like eight, nine years now, so. We've seen a lot of different things come about. And while I'm not fan, I'm not a fan of the looks, it's quality. It yes. really is. It is quality. That's I agree just, with that. That's what's important.
2: As far as aesthetic goes, I see some of the hookies you got in the back over there, Rob. And those are uh, – that's right up my alley.
1: Can a bad purge – Yeah, it's mainly the KM's that you can see. Uh, Hookah Fiend <laughs> just now said, can can a bad purge burn the flavor is what is what the question is. A bad purge cannot burn the flavor. It can – It can stop you from purging out some of that bad smoke that you may have in your vase. But even with a bad purge, if you take a small inhale and then purge out and then take a small inhale and then purge out, you can clear that chamber out. You just won't clear all the smoke, but you can clear out the nastiness that's inside Mm -hmm. of it if you really need to. So there are ways to go around it, kind of, if that makes sense.
0: Totally a
1: convenience thing. uh, uh, Kenneth just saw himself in the pictures that I'm displaying over here. Kenneth. It was a blast to meet you, and I'm assuming your wife, because uh, I thought I saw that you guys had the same last name. If not, I'm sorry, your girlfriend, but she was very nice. Maggie and you were absolutely phenomenal to meet in person. That was a blast to hang out with you guys. Um, so Derek Moses just said that it wouldn't be the AM podcast without the technical difficulties that we just saw, and I have a funny story about that.
2: Does um, it involve Chris? Is, is that Christian story? It, yeah, it involves,
1: it involves Christian. So I go up to Christian, Hookah <laughs> Chef Christian, and... Uh, I'm trying to take a picture with him. I'm trying to do a a selfie with him. And in the middle of me trying to take a selfie, my phone like freaks out and like stops working for a second. So like it takes me a second. And he just looks at me and he's like, what is this, technical difficulties all the time? And I was like, ha, 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 ha. Yes, it's me, technical difficulties. (laughs) So I thought that was funny. Um, It was a good time. But uh, moving on throughout the show, there was a lot of tobacco there, obviously. I want to say that the Al Fokker booth had some of the absolute best Tobacco that I tasted the entire expo those guys loading the those bowls for Alpha know exactly what they were doing That produced some of the best Alpha flavors that I've had in a very long time Honestly, like I thought it was phenomenal That was one of the coolest booths that I stopped at for that reason and they had a really nice layout It looked really professional and stuff. Uh, what were some of the booths yeah. that you smoked at besides trifecta besides the trifecta booth that you really enjoyed what you were smoking? The Phoenix booth
3: hands down and uh, yes. Alpha, probably my two other greatest hits
2: was part of the reason the Alpha book was great because body was there but he wasn't? <laughs> yes,
3: that was uh, definitely a big crowd drawer, too, to take a picture with that cardboard cutout.
1: <laughs> yeah, it turns out he's a lot skinnier than any of us anticipated. Who knew? You know, kind of a flat That's what personality. I should,
3: have, uh, I should have just had a cardboard cutout for you to drag around. Why didn't
1: we back? think to—oh, man, yeah, leave me with the hard that, work.
2: I think that Bracken was a good placeholder.
1: Yeah, he did so. yeah the, the picture with him with his hat down is pretty great, actually. Um... Yeah, the Alpaca had absolutely wonderful bowls there too, for the most part. Uh, they had the dark leaf tobacco there, obviously, which was really cool for everyone to experience for the first time. Me and Adrian, we've actually been smoking the dark leaf for a little while. Uh, cats out of the mm-hmm. bag, it's very good. They have some really unique flavors in that line uh, coming out as well. Um, some of the other places that were really fun to smoke at, in my opinion, was the Sherbetley one. I don't know if you had time to stop there at all, Rob, but they had all the uh, yeah. they had all the really cool uh, Russian hookahs there. They had a D- DSH, they had the matte pears. They had something else there, too, that I can't remember the name off the top of my head. But anyways, uh, they always had a really good flavor going. They had obviously all their like standout flavors, the ice blueberry banana, the lime lychee blueberry, uh, the lemon cake. Like they had all their star hitters all on display there, which I thought was a really good way to sell their product because you enjoyed it. You enjoyed what you got to try out from them, I thought. Um, that was one of the better booths to me. I stopped by 360 for a little while. I wasn't terribly impressed personally. I think there's definitely a marketplace for those types of flavors and those types of uh, things that they're doing there. Uh, I also stopped at ROR. I thought they were actually pretty good for the most part. There were nothing that I found for me personally that I was super interested in, but I did think that they had a, a decent lineup of flavors that they're showcasing. Um, headquarters Hookah, what did you think of, of their lineup? Did you get to smoke any of their stuff?
3: Yeah, I tried their uh, cucumber something. I cannot remember what it was. And I tried their vanilla custard and their double apple. And all of those are really stand out for me.
1: Vanilla custard? Oh man, I want to try that. That sounds really good. Uh, did he? Did you get a chance to hear about their tobacco? What made it slightly different?
3: Yeah, he has a blend of like Dominican. I think Nicaraguan leaves Mm -hmm. and one other that I still cannot remember. He kept trying to drill it in my head, and I, uh, for the life of me, cannot remember that third blend.
1: Yeah, it's not dark leaf. It's not blonde leaf. No. But it's made out of a cigar-style tobacco. He calls it the very first craft blend of hookah tobacco. Whether that's true or not, that is what he called it. He also said that he has inspectors coming once a month to make sure that they're following regulations so that it's a USDA organic blend of tobacco. So I thought that was really interesting. Wow. They're definitely trying to do something different in the hookah tobacco market, which I thought was neat.
2: So uh, yeah, right it's, here. It's in nice the... to see them. Go ahead, Adrian. Sorry, I just jerked <laughs> out for a second. Um, I was going to say something and, stop, and I was like, I was going to say something. I forgot what it was. Real quick, um, Hookah Fiend has a question. That's actually a question I have. So yep. I'd love to get to it. How is the Hookah John set up? You know, one of the guys that made this whole thing a thing.
3: Yeah. Uh, Rob, do you want to tackle that first, actually? Um, you couldn't smoke there. There was definitely a, a solid waiting period, but it's, it's hookah john. <laughs> Everybody was there to see hookah john. They yeah. wanted their pictures and everything. So it's completely understandable, but I got maybe five to 10 minutes, the entire two days of smoking there, wow. five to 10 minutes in a session.
1: Uh, that's when, insane. When we walked in through the door, there were actually some open hookahs right at the very start of it. So that's when we first sat down and like smoked and hung out there for just a little while. They had all migs. So I think that was a big drawing point. Everybody wanted to smoke out of a MIG at least for like the first time and stuff. So that was really interesting. Uh, they had some really good smoking. They had all the hoses. You know, they had the gnarl hose and the nar Narbeast hose. Like so, there's a lot of product there that I think people are interested in checking out for the very first time, which I thought was kind of nice. Um, I found it nice that Hookah John did not like use his weight and say like I'm going to take one of the big booths. No, he had a small booth. He had just a nice small little section off area, and it was one of the smaller ones and stuff. So like that hurt him in the fact that like we couldn't go there because it was always full with yeah. people but at the same time it was nice to let him use that other people take up all the uh all the all the space and stuff which was cool too um he,
2: him and jake just did an, like an outstanding job yeah oh they did gosh. a pretty good job like staying humble while they were pushing it and everything i was just really impressed by like the months leading into the uh actual event and how they went about promoting it and covering it, about like completely shipping it down everyone's throat i think they did a really good job
1: Yes. Also, absolutely. Yeah. Huge shout out to Jake uh, and also Huka John for having this whole thing, the way that it's set up. And I mean, I guess you too, Rob, considering how much work you put in and everything. So like everybody, everybody that was a part of making this thing happen. Thank you guys, because it was phenomenal. It was a great excuse to go to Vegas and meet so many people, obviously. Uh, Derek Moses just said that he's not a fan of Sherbetley. And I I, I thought that was a cool comment because there's some cool news that came out of the Expo. I don't know if you heard about this or not, Rob. Uh, Me and uh, Chris Dr. Noobsauce we were doing an interview with him and I don't want to like spoil the pooch right away because he has a video that hasn't quite come out yet but there is something new coming from Sherbetley which is going to be kind of neat it is uh, I don't man I want I want to spoil it but I don't want to spoil it uh, I won't spoil it I won't say what it is but uh, keep an eye on, on what I call Yeah keep an eye on Chris's videos because uh, there's going to be some cool news that come out of that very shortly uh, Eddie just popped in, said hello, uh, Rob. Eddie's here to say hello to everybody. Yeah, uh, Eddie's got the joke that I just said, so it's fine. Um, uh, so <laughs> let's keep moving forward with this just a little bit. Let's talk about the party. Let's talk about the party after the <laughs> expo, because it was crazy. I saw you a couple times at Oasis, Oasis, obviously. I hung out with the Hookie uh, University guys a ton. Everybody over there, uh, Travis and Jeremy. I hung out with Tam. That guy drinks like a crazy man. He was a lot of fun to hang out with, though. He was a lot of fun to hang out with. Uh, man, there's so many people. Caleb, I finally got to meet. James, I got to meet. That's where I hung out with Suka Frank a lot. Um, Caleb, there was just some really did you cool. You
2: him for trolling the last two podcasts ago.
1: Oh, I asked him what the I asked him what the cactus was <laughs> about, and he did not give me an answer. So that was terrible. I know he didn't. Oh, it was it was it was horrible. It made me so pissed off. Um, what about you? How was your party life, Rob? Over there, did you have a good time? Uh,
3: It was definitely really tiring uh, coming from the expo, smoking all day, and then basically putting in 12 hours of just pure nonstop smoking the entire two days. But I mean, otherwise, it was fantastic. You know, I'm happy you got to experience the Oasis Bowls because that is the best lounge we have here in Vegas, no doubt.
1: Oh man, those Tangiers Bowls were all very good. There was only one bowl that I didn't enjoy that much. I had pink grapefruit and cane, and they used just a little bit too much cane, so it just overpowered the whole thing. But... After that, everything else I smoked was absolutely fantastic. And the cane bowl was great. Don't get me wrong. Like, it was wonderful. I was just hoping to get a little bit of that pink grapefruit action going as well. So it was no big deal, obviously. Paul just posted cactus. Don't do that. Stop with the cactus (laughs) right now. Don't start
2: it. I'm going to put some cactuses in here. Oh, my gosh. And think. Uh, Yeah.
1: So other things that we did we hung out a lot at the airbnbs from like travis and stuff like that we i didn't drink a whole lot i'll be uh that's one thing that i definitely didn't do is i didn't get drunk or anything crazy like that i just smoked a ton of hookah i never thought that i was going to get hookahed out i never thought that would be a thing that could happen but there was times where i was like you know what i'm okay for a little while i'll just hang out over here and not worry too much about this the one dude who can't find his hookah (laughs) it's phenomenal Um, yeah so uh So let's talk about this in a little bit more of a serious light, uh, if everyone's cool with that. I wanted to ask the question, why does this even matter? Why does the Hookah Expo matter so much? And I think that there's a lot of really good reasons and points to it. And I'd love to hear Adrian's thought, not being able to go, obviously. But why was this still such an important event that took place?
2: Um, The biggest thing to me... Um, And there's probably a good argument um, for a few other reasons being the most important reason to have the expo in the first place. Bringing the entire community together, I think, is extremely important if you want the industry and the community to grow it all over your A lot of other countries that have gigantic uh, hookah industries and communities have these really huge blowout expos and meetups and stuff that we really haven't seen a whole lot of here in the States hold for the last hookah expo, which was much smaller and this one, which I don't know if anyone remembers, but late last year and early this year, you weren't even sure if it was going to happen.
3: Yeah. Um, it wasn't
2: going to. So to to see it happen and then have all these people from, there were some people that were here from not even America, which is like insane to me, but people from just all across the States getting together and meeting up, like that's the ultimate human thing to do. Yes. And I think it puts, I think it puts hookah in general in a really nice light here in the States. I think it makes it a little bit more accessible. And if anyone wanted to try getting into hookah in a way that's a little bit different than what all of us did, which I'm sure is picking up a pumpkin Chinese hookah and <laughs> suffering for a while and yeah. not understanding why it wasn't great. Um, I just think it's a really good segue for people to get into it as well.
1: Yeah, I, I think that you worded it absolutely fantastic. Honestly, that was a, a great way to, to put all that into perspective. Uh, is there anything is there other reasons
3: why this matters so much, Rob? What, what is your opinion on that? So I have a little bit of a different opinion. I agree wholeheartedly with what all Adrian just said. But um, coming from TPE this year, which was in, I think, February, around there, there was five hookah vendors. So it is – I don't want to say it's a dying industry, but this, this expo is completely bringing it back. So that's that's my biggest takeaway from it is we're actually seeing the industry blossom in ways that we haven't over the last 10 years
0: while we've been involved with
1: it. Yeah. Uh, I think the reason why this matters, and it's a big reason to even point at somebody like Hookah John and stuff, and it's kind of the fact that, like, Hookah John is not hookah. You know, Jake is not hookah. Rob is not hookah. I am not hookah. Like, this community as a whole of what we are, we are hookah. Like, we are the reason these things exist and get and grow and new products are invented and, and new things are happening. Like, we as a community, as a whole, are what is wonderful about this wonderful community aspect hobby that we have. I mean, you know, not trying to be like too serious or anything like that, but like I have four little girls, I have a, a beautiful wife that I left to go to Las Vegas to go to this hookah expo. That's the, that's the thing that matters in life. Like family matters, people matter and stuff. But this hobby that we're able to communicate and be a part of with one another, the fact that we come together in this one giant area and, and, and make this whole expo hall super smoky, Like that is the cool thing about it. Like it's important because we as a community is what hookah really is. And that I think is the coolest part of the entire thing. That's what makes it worth it to travel. That's what makes it worth it to be a part of it and do all these sorts of things. So to me, that's what it is. Uh, That's, that's what I find so interesting about it personally. Um, Oh man. So uh, let's go ahead and get into the question of the show a little bit. Let's, let's uh, reel it back, reel it back just a tiny bit. Um, you know, will you guys go to the next expo? Adrian, obviously, because of personal reasons, you weren't able to go to this one. What are you going to try mm-hmm. and make it to the next expo? Obviously, you're going to the Chicago meetup group. When's that happening, yes. by the way? Let's let's talk about that. That's basically.
2: October 6th. Um, it's actually going to be insane. A lot of the one of the things that I really missed out on big time from the expo is not getting to meet a lot of the people that Matt, you and I hang out with in Google Hangouts all, all the, the time. time. The boys, they were all there. And I was super, I saw these pictures of you with those guys. And then it really hit me in a weird way. I was like, everyone met my co-host but me.
0: <laughs> this seems
2: odd. This is just very odd. Um, so getting to meet them in the uh, Chicago hookah weekend is going to be cool. I know a lot of them are coming to that. But as far as the next hookah expo, yeah, I'm definitely going to that. Um, unfortunately, something came up where I needed to be here for a thing. And if I wasn't here for that thing, moving forward, my life would be a little bit harder. Not to be too big. Um, but I had to do that thing. I'm not going to let that thing happen next year. So I'm very excited to hit the next one. I think it's going to be bigger. Just seeing how much it grew yeah. from the first year. I would just imagine. Oh, yeah. I don't want to say barren, but um, you know, the first year, as I understand it, was quite a small turnout. So, and from what I've seen, just in just in the pictures that are scrolling on the screen right now, it looks like the turnout was pretty good. Do we have a head count? That's what for Gus. How big this year's Expo was?
1: That's what Gus over has. 800. Over 800.
2: Over 800. Over 800.
1: Wow. Okay. That's pretty good. Yes, uh, especially filling that area that we had like. There's definitely going to be reason to expand it into a larger expo, too, is the other part of it. So, Or not another expo, but I mean a larger, not venue, but they only use so much space of the Las Vegas Con- Convention Center. So there's, there's definitely reason to put more stuff going on or maybe make the booths just a little bit bigger and stuff like that, I think. Um, yeah. Oh, before I forget about it, I want to talk about uh, Yerth. Uh, tobacco is there. Coco Earth. Uh, Coco Yerth? I don't know how to pronounce it. Sorry. Uh, they, I think it's just Earth. Earth, okay. Uh, they came out with their coals, obviously, there. And then they also have a brand of non-tobacco, non-nicotine uh, shisha there as well that they are showcasing called Yurth Tobacco or Yurth. I don't even know what it's called, just Yurth, I guess. I don't know what, what the other thing about it was. But uh, they had stuff there. I went over there and smoked uh, over on their booth for a little while. It was really interesting. Uh, Breck actually really liked the stuff they had. He bought quite a few uh, different flavors from them, and I'm pretty sure he enjoyed everything that he got from it. So there was a lot of stuff there besides pure tobacco as well. There was also a CBD uh, gummies, uh, oils thing that was there as well. So like there's there's a lot of stuff going on, which is kind of cool. Um, Rob, I'm going to ask you if you'd go to the next expo, but I'm,
3: I'm assuming you're probably going to be working
1: the next expo.
3: <laughs> yeah, absolutely not. I am absolutely not going to the next expo. No way. I need a break. Hands I need on. a break
1: um <laughs> so so talking about the next expo i want to ask you rob is there any juicy details that you can let fly maybe no one's watching it's just us here we're just ch-chattin. yeah no, no one's watching no right one's yeah we're not gonna get any juice right <laughs> exactly <Yeah.
3: laughs> any ju- no juicy details i i wish i could i can't but <laughs> there are there's some really cool ideas that we're toying around with
1: that's sure. okay that's that's
3: juicy you know enough i
2: just want to say this because i think this is kind of interesting one of the things a lot of people complain about in the American industry is a slight lack of innovation when you compare it to some of the other industries, and I think that could be a bit uh, subjective. Um, there's a lot of stuff happening in America that we don't really see anywhere else, but I think having the catalyst of the expo might encourage some people to bring some new stuff to the table, because now there's a place to put it yes. for people to see it. So I'm kind of excited about that, too.
1: Yeah, one of the reasons why like uh, E3 for video games is so big is because that's when all the new things are showcased. We've never had this thing that we can use as a showcase for everything um, going on in the industry. And I think that that's really cool as well, is that we have a place that you can use to announce new products and things like that. And I think that's pretty cool as well. Um, Do we want to do some call-ins for the end of the show? Are you you cool with that, Rob? Do you mind if we take some call-ins? Absolutely. Okay, let me... Let me make sure that I got this working.
3: This service is provided by freeconferencecall.com. You are the only participant in the conference. Don't worry
1: about that. Don't don't listen to that. That didn't happen like I thought it was going to. Uh, If you guys want to make a phone call, this is the number that just popped up on your screen right now. (laughs) Everyone's going to know my secret now. Hop on, uh, make a phone call, call us right now. We'll have you on air with me, Rob, and uh, Adrian right now. Ask a question if you want to. We did have a question that came up in chat. Let me see if I can find it real quick. It says, how did the place smell with all that smoke and the different flavors all around? It didn't smell like anything. Um, The air conditioning and the venting uh, that was there was really good. So there wasn't any craziness when it came to the way that stuff smelled or anything like that. It smelled fine. Did
3: you notice anything at all, Rob? Oh, absolutely not. From how big it was, there was... I mean, every now and then you could catch some charcoal whiffs. you know, people lined up massive amounts of charcoal for the 10 bolts that you just loaded up. But, I mean, other than that, I wasn't smelling anything. Yeah. Um, I didn't uh, smell anything either. <laughs> so, one
1: thing that needs to be said, sadly, we did not touch on all the booths that were there. Um, I, we, not even, not even a fraction of the amount of stuff. Nareen Coles were there. Uh, Coco Souls was there, I think is what it was called. Zoma was there. Um, there was also a bunch of other things. Uh, Ugly was there, which they did a really good job with their booth as well. Um, Mia was there and they had a really big booth with a lot of hookahs. Did you have a chance to check out any of the Mia hookahs that were there, Rob?
3: I checked out, I don't even know what it was called. It was... About yay big. I mean, it was one of their newer ones. It was like electroplated, I think it was. Um, it was like electroplated, cool. then it had stainless or whatever, brass maybe. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, it smoked nice. Uh, I think the guys over at the uh, Coco Cocosobos were actually using those, they too. They
1: were. Yes, they were. They were, and I think one other booth might have been using them. But uh, one of the cool things about the uh, Mia one, I don't know if you saw it. They had this like tiny hookah, It was only like this big or whatever. But it had a square vase. Did you see that one?
3: It had a square base on it. I saw one that was like triangle esque, maybe. I saw it in a photo. You know, I was bouncing around the entire expo, yeah. so there wasn't uh, too much I was actually paying attention to. No, you're fine. But uh, it seemed promising what they were bringing to the table for sure.
1: I do like that they've changed up their style, and they're really trying to um, they're trying to showcase stuff that is newer and different looking compared to anything that we remember Mia looking like. They're definitely trying to bring stuff to the uh, to the to the sh- to the hookah world. That is not like what they were doing before, which I think is kind of nice. They're they're growing. They're they're learning from their mistakes. At least it looks like. That's the one thing that I'll say about it for sure. Um, personal, my just my personal experience with wanting to exhibit. Oh, uh, uh, Moses, D- Derek Moses said something about the expense of a booth. He, he was talking about maybe cheaper booths, Rob. He was wanting to maybe try okay. to to showcase a thing. He said that all of them were pretty pricey. Uh, just personal experience. So that may be something to look at too, is the price of the booths and maybe hope. To bring that down maybe even smaller boots maybe that could be a thing that happens in the future hard to say i guess
3: yeah yeah for sure we can definitely play around with that that way we can encompass all these little guys not to say that derek is a little guy but you guys know like the scope of yeah his shop versus others you yes, know that yes. way we could even have like, say, hookah vendors, you know, Hookah Heroes, Hookah Junkie, Five Star. That'd be great to have everybody come through.
1: Yeah, which it was cool to meet Ron and uh, also Moze from Hookah uh, Junkie and Hookah Heroes and Alex from Five Star Hookah. You know, all the vendors were there just hanging out and just smoking and chilling and stuff like that. So that was obviously super cool. Uh, Paul says, do you guys like the ROR? Um, I tried a couple of their flavors. They seemed fine. There was just nothing that, like, enticed me to, like, personally want to start investigating them. On a larger scale, they had a nice looking little booth. Obviously, it was nice. Uh, there was nothing wrong with it. Uh, Cameron is here. I was about to—I was just about to give him a shout-out. Oh. Uh, hashtag okay. bacon. Hashtag bacon is here. He had his awesome resin kings uh, handles that he was showing off. Those were really cool looking. Uh, I have some pictures. I, they already passed. Uh, we probably didn't see him yet, or we already saw them, actually. But those were really neat looking. Uh, did you have a chance to take a look at some of his handles, uh, Rob?
3: Yeah, I saw when uh, he—we we had an Airbnb. Just maybe two or three miles away from my house. So I went over there Friday night and they, him and Wayne just unveiled them and dropped, straight up dropped bombs on this table. Just laid them all out. They were amazing.
1: Okay, so we just got a caller that just called in right now. Caller, can you hear me? Hello, caller. Are you there? Can you hear me? Oh, uh, we. We can. <laughs> We can hear your audio from the podcast, but can you can you say something, uh, caller?
0: Okay, uh, how are you doing, guys?
2: Oh my God!
1: Okay, already, <laughs> already muted. All right. We we have another caller though uh, calling in right now. Uh, who's the new caller that just called in? Uh, Caleb, get off the line. Get off the line, Caleb. <laughs> oh, it's not
0: Caleb. It's Caleb. It's
1: Cameron. Cameron, are you, why why are you talking like that, Cameron? I want
0: to know if Cameron fuck any prostitutes.
1: I have no idea. That's something that I I, I cannot answer. I I don't feel comfortable (laughs) comfortable answering that. The answer answer is yes. (laughs) Anyways, uh, so is there anybody with a real question on the line right now? If not, then I'll go ahead and turn off the phones. I don't mind. Wait, talk about
0: Zomo. Can you talk
1: about Zomo? Zomo? Yes, I'd love to talk about a little bit of Zomo. That's what we'll do right now. Um, Are they
0: bringing in any new flavors?
1: They they are bringing in some new flavors. I, I got to try a couple of them. I don't remember the names or anything. They had their booths pretty well set up. The first day, it was kind of cramped. And then the second day, they yes. tore it down, and they redid the entire thing, and they actually set it up so that you're able to sit down and actually smoke at their booths and stuff like that. I like uh, Zomo Tobacco. I actually really enjoy what they have going on for them and stuff. So like their stuff to me was very enjoyable. Um... Smoking their, their blends that they have. I like the little bit of menthol kick that they have going on. But I like Zomo. I think they make very good stuff, personally. Um, what about you, Rob? Are you a fan of Zomo still?
3: I'm a big fan of Zomo. Their blonde is excellent, man. Yeah. Uh, not so much their dark. You know, I'm not the biggest fan of their dark. But that pineapple and strong mint are just amazing.
1: Oh, yes. they are. The pineapple and the mango. Oh, I love their mango. Mango is good. Yeah. Uh,
2: uh, Cameron, uh, <laughs> the answer to that question is yes. However, Google Hangouts later tonight is the venue. Yeah, somebody's
1: asking if Adrian will show a nipple. Um, Art bought this beautiful, uh, beautiful, beautiful uh, regal hookah that he got from there. From uh, it was snakewood, I think is what it was called, or or something like that. It was stunning. It was really, really cool looking. Um, oh my gosh! So yeah, there. This was this was a blast. There's obviously so much stuff we didn't cover, sadly. There's a lot of stuff that I wish we had more time that we could actually cover and stuff like that, but. I don't want it to run too long. Uh, Rob, thank you so much for being a part of the show and talking with us. Appreciate it a ton, obviously. Um, Where can we find you on social media? Dude
3: Where's my hookah pretty much anywhere.
1: And Rob Pecorera on Facebook. Very nice. Uh, What about you, Adrian? Where can we find you on the social medias?
2: I wish I could say pipe dream hookah almost anywhere and just say what he said. (laughs) <laughs> but my name's not Rob, and I've got some variants. Um, YouTube pipe dream hookah. That's where you can find me. That's I think I've been chatting as pipe dream hookah. Yeah. As a matter of fact, I'm be like, oh hi, hi, that's me. Um, you can find me Adrian Hunter on Facebook, pipe dream hookah on Facebook, and then if you want to find me on Instagram or Twitter, it's d underscore pipe dream.
0: Uh, Matt, what about you?
1: You can find me Matt Desen on YouTube. You can find me Matt Desen just about anywhere on Twitter. Only Matt Desen. You can also find me uh, on the Instagrams as well. I try to post there a little bit more uh, frequently as well. And then on all the different Facebook groups. And then also uh, the AM Hookah Podcast on Instagram and on Twitter. You can find us on those two places as well. Uh, Paul just said, or where were you going to say, Adrian?
2: Should we say who's coming on next week? Uh, Is it for sure? I'm 89,000% sure that's what we just confirmed two days ago.
1: Okay. Let's go ahead and do that. Yes. We're going to have Brandon George on the podcast next Monday Ooh. of Stone Bowls. Uh, yeah. I got to sit down and talk with him for quite a while. That was a, that was a blast to talk with Brandon George. He
2: actually lives. Super cool. Yeah. That we're having him and we just had Kyle on. So we've got like artisan bowl city yes. over here on the M&M podcast.
1: He actually lives only like three hours away from me. So I'm thinking about trying to plan a trip so I can go and see maybe a studio. And do like a video with him or something like that. I think that'd be a lot of fun to do. Uh, Paul, yes. Paul just said that he wishes there was more food options at the expo. If it was longer, I could understand that. But I never felt real hungry when I was there at the expo personally. But if it was like a, if it was like at 8 o'clock in the morning till like 8 o'clock at night, then I think I would have maybe liked to see more food options. But I was personally okay with it just being the way that it was set up personally. That was, that was fine
2: with me. My people, don't worry. I will be there next year at the Pizza Hut booth. I'll be running the booth. I'll be packing the pizzas. The pe- I'll be, be packing, packing the pizzas in the boxes. Oh, my God! Oh, I just said Kyle, Kyle. came and Kyle. Yeah. Hi, Kyle. Hi,
1: Kyle. Uh, we're actually just about to get ready to end. It was fantastic to meet you, Kyle. You are such a big dude. I could not believe how tall you were. It blew my mind. Uh, but it was, it was fantastic to
3: meet you. Um, I don't
1: think there's anything else that I want to talk about necessarily right now. Rob, is there any final thoughts that you have
3: about the expo? Uh, it's been nice chilling on Kyle's bed. This was Kyle's bed while he was here. What about you, So Adrian? now we've all met Kyle, but I've met none of you. This is the worst.
2: <laughs> so
3: mad. Uh, uh, any- I'm trying to make the Chicago meetup. I'm I'm trying. I'm looking at plane tickets. If
2: there you make was- the Chicago meetup, I'm going to – I don't even know what I'm going to do. I'm going to show up in no shirt <laughs> on. I'm going to be boys.
1: They also had I'm a, a bunch of <laughs> relics bowls there at it. And, uh, so cool story real quick. And then we'll end this. But uh, originally at the Oasis Hookah Lounge, they're going to give away two of the bowls, but you're going to have to buy them. So it's basically giving away the ability to buy the bowl. Ron, the cool guy that he is, decided, you know what? Don't even worry about it. He's going to pay for the bowls himself. So instead of needing to buy the bowls, the winners of the actual bowls actually got them for free, which was really, really cool. Wow. So there's a few more bowls out in circulation. These are coming out on August 27th. The Relics Rings officially over at. Uh, Hookah Heroes, make sure you go and check that out because these things are pretty, pretty phenomenal. I would say game changer, and I don't think I'm exaggerating anymore. I think that that's turned from a meme to a true statement. Absolutely fantastic bowl.
3: Um, Review coming
2: soon.
1: Yes, very soon. Uh, yes, myself and from uh, you, are you going to be reviewing a bowl as
3: well, Rob? I do. I have one here. I'm waiting till the Everyone's release. Everyone's
2: happening. Yeah.
3: Yes, this is going to.
2: Let's be... do it the same day, same time. We'll coordinate it. Drop it.
3: I like Got this. It. I like this
1: idea. Hey, I think we just got one more phone call. Let's see if I can answer real quick, and then we'll we'll end it there with it real quick. Uh, is caller is somebody on the line? Can you hear me, caller?
0: Cameron. Yeah, I can hear you. What's up, Matt?
1: Hey, how's it going? What's up, Paul? How are you doing? See, I know who you are. Don't don't act like I don't know who you are. I'm good.
0: De- I'm <laughs> doing good, man. I just got home. I wanted to say what's up.
1: How was your experience at the uh, expo, man? Me and you <laughs> hung out a ton. I I slept on the uh, the place that you rented out and stuff, which was super cool. Uh, it was fantastic. Yeah,
0: like it. It was, it was great, man. The, the the only thing is next expo, bring your own air. You know, like uh, if you're gonna go to any parties, Oasis, any of that, you have to bring your own air canister. You, your you're own. not gonna be able to breathe. No, it,
1: it's. I was so exhausted by the end of it, um, just from the fact of like all like I was mentally exhausted from the entire thing, which was kind of crazy. Just, but the it was it was fantastic. Um, what was your favorite thing that you saw at the expo, Paul?
0: My uh, uh, favorite me. thing that I saw at the expo was yeah, basically, I mean, uh, there's a lot of hookahs that just don't translate. Um, uh, I don't know how to say this. Like they don't translate well on pictures. Uh, and then when you actually get to see them, you get to actually hold them. Same thing for bowls. It's, yes. it's just so different, like getting to see this stuff in person. Yeah, see? Um, like man. the regals. The regals, I, I feel like they don't translate well on picture. when you actually hold one of these things and you see it, it's just like, yo, okay, this is why they're so expensive." yeah and seeing um, a relic and that was my favorite thing and, and then be, just being able to try out all of the stuff that you're like, oh I'm curious about this type, this pipe, this accessory, this accessory, this bowl, X, Y, z, and they were all there for you. <laughs> yeah, it was like a, it's like a hookah nerd's dream.
1: it really so, was yes. I, I, it was awesome. Yeah, that part was absolutely fantastic. Uh, Paul, thank you so much for calling in. We appreciate the call so very much. Um, See you, Paul. Hopefully, I get to hang out with you again in the near future because it was too much fun to, to meet you in person. For sure. Chicago totally Paul. Then. Are you going to go to the Chicago Hookah meet, Paul? Uh,
0: I am, yeah. I, I, I I'm I going to touch Paul, the domestic supervisor.
1: <laughs> <laughs> awesome, awesome. That's really cool, man. Well, we'll talk to you later, okay, Paul? Bye.
0: I'm Paul. Right, guys.
1: All right. Uh, I think that's the perfect place to end it. It was absolutely fantastic. And like you were saying, the cool things about uh, the actual expo itself were, that were, were being able to hold actual product that you've seen in pictures for so very long because things do not translate the exact same way. We just got another call. Do we want to take one more call and then we'll end this? One more call? Okay. It's up
2: see you, Matt. Caller. Man. Call,
1: oh, no. I think, he, I think they might have left. Caller, did you leave? Oh, I think they did. That was my mistake. I, I, I hung up the phone too long. Okay. So, we're going to go ahead and end this. That way, we don't get another one and I do the same thing again. But thank you guys so much for calling, uh, being a part of the show. Thank you, Rob, for being a part of the show. Adrian, as always, thank thanks you, Rob, for being my co host. Absolutely thank fantastic. You for me. Um, until next time, uh, keep on smoking and uh, be nice to people that you meet in life, I guess. I don't know what I'm saying. Everyone say goodbye. Don't. <laughs> Bye. Bye.
0: <laughs>